I'm sorry. But I don't want to be a, an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, has goose-stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. Welcome, one and all, to another episode of the Close Encounters of the Nerdkind Podcast. My name's Imran, CJ Sutherland, Dan Colacott, with new episodes released on the first and third Mondays of the month. Catch Close Encounters of the Nerdkind Podcast at foreverinelectricdreams.com. Greetings, travellers. You join the crew of the Close Encounters of the Nerdkind podcast on an intrepid voyage. Before I reveal the, the mission ahead, let me introduce my fellow wing commanders, Imam Mirza and the returning TJ Sutherland. Woo! He's back, folks. He's back, everybody. Um, and we have to address that. We, ca- we can't move to the uh, voyage ahead until we talk about where the fuck you've been, TJ. Where, why did you leave us? Why do you hate us? Uh, I think you know why I hate you. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, good point. Because of, of all the shitty sci-fi references that you make. <laughs> um, no, hi, I'm back. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, I've been away uh in the desert and beyond for a month um let's, free leave, camp, it there. Right? let's leave it there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one needs to know um, any more than that <laughs> <laughs> leave it leave it a magical mystery no um yeah i went to burning man first burning man in three years two years three years whatever it is um which was pretty cool got to see um my awesome Death Guild family. Shout out to the Death Guild guys, if anyone's listening. Hang um, on. The Death Guild. Yeah, it sounds pretty yeah, menacing. It really does. It's, it's, <laughs> it's supposed to. It's supposed to. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not even going to explain it. I'm just going to I'm just gonna leave that as it is. Oh, um, so, yeah, did Burning Man. And then uh, my wife came out and met me in San Francisco. Uh, and then we did our honeymoon. So we drove down Route 1. Um, along the coast, um, started off in San Francisco and then drove down towards Santa Monica into LA, finished up there, took some stops in between, um, finished up at Universal Studios, which is awesome, by the way. Amazing. Um, if you ever right. go to LA, definitely go and check it out. It's, it's a hell of a laugh. 
Um, and yeah, just a month long adventure. Sucked to be back. Came back <laughs> and it was like 13 degrees. And that was bollocks because I'd been in LA for a week prior to that. So yeah. So back to reality. Um, yeah, that's about it. So, so hang on, really, you came back and the economy was sliding into the fifth level of the abyss. Oh, mate, <laughs> I, came, I, well, I was away. I'll leave, leave you guys alone for two seconds. The, you kill off the queen, you wreck the economy, you bring in the prime minister who doesn't know what the fuck's going on, um, who employs a chancellor who has even less idea of what the fuck's going on. Um, yeah, I came back to a metric fuckton of fuckery and... <laughs> Dumbassness. So, but you had fun. Yeah. You had fun. I, yeah, I, I had fun when I was <laughs> when I was not in this country. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's it was quite a quite a shock to the system coming back to to all the stuff. I still don't think I understand what Burning Man is, and I'm like, not about to try to explain uh, it to you. I don't. I don't. I don't get I, it. Either. Yeah, what what I love. What I love is that. Sorry, man. Before I no, cut no, you go off. Ahead, go what ahead. I love. Is I thought I, I thought Jess would have gone with him to Burning Man, but this but he just basically spent the entire time in, in a desert with what sounds like a cult. <laughs> so, and the wife wasn't invited to his his man time with the cult. So you you it's, I really hope some of the Death Guild guys listening to that because that cult line is uh, oh quite a it's quite a bit of a. Weird, funny in joke, but um, okay, oh my god, I thought uh, our lives were on the line. Just <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, um, someone knocking on my door. Um, <laughs> I've got a red dot on my, my <laughs> chest. <What's that? laughs> um, no, it's um, it's <laughs> I'm not sure how to respond to any of that. Though. Um, I mean, Burning Man is, uh, I mean, uh, uh I know some purists are telling it was not a festival. I mean, it, I mean that's the closest approximation of what I guess you could. I mean, there's a there's a much more long winded and detailed explanation of the ethos behind it and all that kind of stuff. But well, hang on. To be fair, large, most of the time, most festivals don't see the level of death and cannibalism that <laughs> you and your cult were experiencing. So, you know, technically, I yeah. get that. I mean, don't think there are any deaths this time. I'm pretty sure he's not there are sure. A few injuries, but you know, shit happens in a desert, right? A bit of like maiming and amputation, maybe. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, it's uh, I mean, there's there's death in the name for a reason, right? But you said there was no like, there's no commercialism <laughs> to it. Is that right? There's nothing like you it's got a burning man. Yeah, is that right? If I got that wrong, you said there's no I way to eat and stuff like that. It's not popular. Yeah, anymore. it's 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 not like a it's not like a regular festival where you have food stalls and it's it's more like a um, it's all about self self reliance and self sufficiency. So you you take everything that you need out there with you, and you you're supposed to leave no trace. So you take everything back with you while you're out there. You can't buy food from anyone or um, go to a food stall or how do you bring a you week's know, worth anything. of food you are very smart with how you pack <laughs> wow. um, and your water as well you have to bring all your water and everything out there with you um, <laughs> how do you bring a week's worth of water to the desert you bring a big fucking bucket I don't know. Oh, um, it's, so it, it's, 
it's um it's a uh, it's not for the faint of heart um it's not an easy experience but it is a in my experience a relatively unique one whenever um, we talk about it we always tend to make the jokes about death and cannibalism and it starts as a joke but by the end i'm like oh it it's real though sure? like <laughs> it, that's actually what happens hey not what, what happens in the desert stays in the desert oh, can i say God. wow you know why Iman's asking about all the commercialism stuff? Is because basically he won't let it lie. We went to Legoland and I wouldn't buy him a Batman burger meal. And he just keeps going on about it. £33 for a Batman burger meal is perfectly reasonable. And I just don't know why you wouldn't buy me. But why am I asking you to buy my food? Well, That's okay. I'd already oh spent, God, speaking of, spent speaking of commercialism on ice creams for you. <laughs> Like you, you joke. The Universal Studios, man, everything in there is just like crazy expensive, wow. food-wise. Like, yeah. So yeah, well, well it is <laughs> now. Two bucks a meal. Now, now so, that the yeah. pound is worth absolutely nothing, which happened while I was in America, so that was great timing. Like, the pound <laughs> absolutely tanked while I was out there, so everything just skyrocketed in price. It's just like, oh. <laughs> did you do the Simpsons ride? Uh, did the Simpsons ride? Did the Mummy ride? Did the um, the studio tour? Hang on, did you do the Hulk the, which, roller coaster? I think it's the Hulk which one. one. The Hulk one. Uh, no, that's not there. There was one in Florida. Uh, I yeah, maybe it's a different oh, maybe that's was... one in Florida. I remember. Yeah. I've done both Universal. Oh, I've done Universal Studios in LA and Florida. I can't remember. I think maybe the Florida Is one. Is there one in Florida? Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was a Jurassic. Wait, you thinking? You thinking of Disney World? No, there's no, Universal you, Studios. Yeah. I've been to it twice. Oh, yeah. cool, yeah. cool, cool. It's, oh, it's amazing. Yeah, they had Back to the Future ride and a Ghostbusters thing. And oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so over over there they had so it was very Harry Potter. So they had like I went on two of the Harry Potter rides because they got like a whole Harry Potter segment of the of the plot. Um, and we did the Jurassic, yeah, we did the Jurassic Park log flume thing. Um, and what was the other one? There were two Harry Potter rides, log flume, and I think that was it. There's, a, I'm swear, there's a Superman. There's like, there's like some like DC no, stuff. DC, not the, not the LA one. What was that um, one? In, um, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking of um, Six Flags. But I do remember that the Back to the Future ride's no longer there. That's been no. oh, replaced yeah. by the Simpsons ride. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 They're they're building a um, Super Mario area, which wasn't open when we got there. Annoyingly, um, I think it's going to be open next year or something like that. But I think that's going to have like a, a cool ride in it. The um, <clears throat> the what's my favorite bit of it actually. I did really like the studio tour when they did the Fast and the Furious bit. It was so amazingly shit and great in <laughs> in the in the ways that I love Fast and the Furious. It was like really bad acting, like crazy action stuff. Yeah, it was, it was good fun. And you had the 3D glasses on, so there's all sorts of stuff kicking off. Um, oh, we watched the Waterworld show as well, which is very, very, very excellent. Highly recommend. If anyone listening goes to Universal Studios, Make time to go and see the Waterworld thing. It's good fun. You will get wet potentially. From the the, the it's the Kevin Costner movie Waterworld. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I think it's like the first six rows get absolutely soaked. Wow. 
I actually so read the other day, I, I think I shared with you and Stu, uh, Iman, was there is a Ghostbusters ride at Universal. And I was really excited thinking, okay, is that the one in LA? Is that the one in Florida? No, it's a Universal Studios water park in Japan. Right. I was like, and they've got basically some kind of Ghostbusters themed uh, log flume, I guess. And I was like, uh, right. That's weird. Weird. Like, yeah. Weird. But I did. Not sure I'd associate that with Ghostbusters. <laughs> I did remember when I was in Japan, I looked into going to Universal's and they have their own, like, I think it's like off the coast. It's like its own mini island. Um, and the problem with Japan, if anyone is going to Japan, just, just do note that no matter when you go, the queues are a thousand times worse than anything you will ever see in any other country. It is there's so wow. many people in Japan that um, I remember like looking at timings for things, and it's like there there were um, there were some rides where you, you could literally queue for like twelve hours and stuff, and I was like, yeah, what? yeah, it was it was insane. There's yeah. there's the haunted hospital ride, so an actual haunted uh, hospital genuinely supposed to be the site of a previous hospital and they, they created this horror ride and yeah I kept looking at it and it was like you would literally spend all day queuing for what I don't know what? probably is something like half an hour 40 minutes so yeah it, it's insane over there yeah. yeah we got quite lucky we went on a is it Monday or was it Tuesday it was like a weekday we went Still super busy, obviously, but um, we got there like pretty much as soon as the park opened. So we managed to get on some stuff pretty pretty quickly. Um, the only thing we queued for any amount of time for was the Simpsons ride. Um, and I think that was primarily because of the way that the ride works. It just, it you kind of have to stagger crowds. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a ride that can be done quickly, like continuously where they've got like, like a roller coaster where you've got like two of the coasters on the line. So you can just keep people going through. With that one, you have to kind of get a bunch of people in, do the ride, get them off, get them out, get them that one. So it just it that creates a bit of a backlog, but mm. yeah, that's still very good. Though. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the things I've always loved about going to America is is if you go say around April May, uh, as a, and obviously time it when it's not a school holiday, going around most theme parks is just a joy because a it's going to be pretty hot. And B, there's just hardly any people there. Com- compar- yes. By comparison, if you went, I mean, God, if you go to Thought Park at any time of the year, unless, unless you, <laughs> you know, literally there when the doors open on a Monday morning, it is horrendous. You have to buy speedy boarding tickets just to be able it to was- guarantee you go on anything. Always boggles my mind as well because I'm like, why aren't you kids in school? <laughs> yeah, I came here specifically to avoid kids, and there's a million of you now. Go away. Yeah, it's uh, it's wrong. Right? Are we ready? Are we ready to go back to the topic at hand? Let's do this. Ish. Go for it. We locked in. Okay, so we we're going something uh, a little bit more conceptual for for this episode, uh, and I I will kind of read it out as if I'm reading, uh, I guess, like a news broadcast. Basically, the world government has discovered in the year 2029 that there is a portal 
you could call it a wormhole, it could be some kind of fracture in space, but there is a portal at the edge of our galaxy that we can reach. On the other side of that portal is a perfectly livable planet with oxygen, you know, similar environment to ourself. We have the opportunity to take, um, first of all, uh, several small armadas, like, like a few hundred thousand people, um, to this planet in order to kind of populate it and in order to give humanity a new start. And we three, I don't know why, God knows how this would have happened, have been picked, <laughs> have been picked to decide how these plans should take shape. So the kind of caveats, the things I'd like each of you to consider is considering that, you know, humanity hasn't done a stellar job of existing on Earth. We seem what? to have... Uh, no. I know. We seem to have uh, spent most of our years either killing each other or killing the environment around us. So with that in mind, you, you've, you've basically got the, the chance to go to another planet and to create a settlement. And bear and in mind... Up, and fuck up that planet. And, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't want to do that. And I think we, we, there may be steps we can take to avoid that. And bear in mind, this is not on behalf of, an, of any one country. So all the notions of flag, country, identity, and the preconceived conditions of civilization as we know it, on our planet and in the countries we live in are irrelevant. You can start so, again. So I can't install uh, TJ land in this oh. new world? Of course you can. Oh, sorry. Okay, cool. Yeah, you Thanks. can because that, that's, that's you as an individual. You're not doing that on behalf of, uh, for, for example, the British government. So... Okay. <laughs> So Sorry, on that note, PJ, what would be? We'll, we'll we'll go with the positives. We'll go f go for the things that you think are most um, crucial that humanity has done well that you wish to preserve. So, coming to you, TJ, what are what are, what are two or three things that you would say? Okay, this is what we need to maintain. This is good. This is this is what we have to bring with us. Um. Probably pasta. No, not really. Um, <laughs> no, I think. Um, I mean, I guess it's going to go for a bit of a bit of low hanging fruit, but like, Hang on. you want to bring you want to bring low hanging fruit. Right, <laughs> low hanging fruit because right. people have to eat. Oh. You know, they have to eat easily. And, wow, uh, <laughs> but um, no, I think anything um, around sort of the creative arts. I mean. You know, the, the the best of, from what I appreciate of humanity, is anything sort of creative, uh, whether it's art, music. I mean, I guess music would probably be a, a stronger um, uh, emotive pull for me to want to bring along. Um, I guess, I mean... Uh, <sighs> It's it's 
it's a tricky one, right? Because uh, you know, uh, uh, are you? Am I bringing along specific things or concepts? Like, well, I mean, it it can be it can be either. It's it's whatever you you deem is the most important things that you. I mean, like it's yeah. interesting you, you say music now. That is quite a uh, a tricky one because yeah. the music you like that you, that you bring over there, music still has a message. Music mm. still has various different meanings and undercurrents. How would you, yeah. you know? Instrumentals. <laughs> no lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> and absolutely no hip-hop. <laughs> too aggro because <laughs> this is it. It, it when you think of it mu- music is mostly not not all of it I mean quite a lot of it is fairly you know hip hop is a good example it's kind of symptomatic of kind of social and cultural con- conditions of, of human life and it and it 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 retells um, stories of human life so if you're if you if you're a child and you've never heard that and you've lived yeah. and you never lived on earth i mean you could there's nothing stopping you from positioning it and saying look the, these are tales from earth children and this mm. is what we probably don't want to do and these are things you you don't actually have to worry about so maybe learn from the music yeah and i think so again and i guess it's the same with any sort of creative art form is that it, a lot of it comes from, not a lot of it, pretty much all of it comes from human emotion, human human experience. Um, a lot of it, it doesn't just spring up out of nowhere. It comes from people's pain, people's suffering, people's loves, people's happiness, and all of the rainbow of emotions that humans go through go into creating art, pictures, photography, uh, you know, yeah, music, whatever, whatever sort of creative uh, form people choose to uh, represent their emotions in. So, yeah, you're right. There is a, it's a bit of a, how do you bring that along? I, I, I also think, I also think to your point about um, learning from history, I think there's, there's definitely something to be said. Like one thing that I wouldn't want to do is to, summarily dismiss everything that's happened over the thousands of years of humanity because a lot of the problems that we have now is that people have short uh, have uh, short memories and they don't learn from the mistakes that we made in the past so we're not making the same mistakes again and again and again and again um uh, and again true. um so i think there's something to be said for taking across a lot of humanity's positive historical messages, events, stuff like that. But I think there's also something to be said for taking across a lot of the negative stuff that humanity has done. And I know, and, and I mean, and again, this may be going into a bit of a deeper topic, but you know, a lot of problems that we face are, is because a lot of history has been whitewashed, has been selectively chosen, has been written by the victors and all of that other bullshit. So people don't actually get to learn what atrocities or what general bullshit happened way back in the day and 
believe that the world is this, you know, the world is what they're, what they're told in a, in a textbook. So bringing across learnings from history, like true learnings from history, like things from every, from as many people's different perspective. And I know that is a huge undertaking, but assuming that there is no limit to what I can take across to a certain extent, I'm guessing no. it would be, it would be nice to at least try and find a way to bring across learnings from human history or well, yeah, a, 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 as broad a spectrum of human history, the, both the good and the bad as possible so that any future civilizations can le- read, read it, take it in, learn from it and try to not make the same mistakes again. But that, that part of it is maybe something we discuss a bit further down the road. Okay. Right. A good answer. Um, Imran, what would be your first choice? Um, okay. So let me ramble for a bit. Um, I, firstly, when you, when you pitch this, my initial thought was, Oh, brilliant. This is excellent. This is going to be so much fun to, you know, to try and unpack this kind of <laughs> level. But it is, honestly, it has been torturous. Well. <laughs> it has genuinely been torturous. And I did that. Like, sorry, just kind of... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Like, I, like, I, I looked at it, I was like, oh, it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, yeah, you can go here, go here. And then immediately it was just like, oh, no, wait, there's a problem with that because X. Yes. Oh, no, wait, there's a problem with that because Y. And then, oh, shit, okay, this is not going to be... <laughs> Dan, I, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking forward to it, like just for the discussion part of it. But yeah, for sure. I don't know if it's just my. I am indecisive. I know that, but i i've bec- I've reached new levels of indecisiveness for this. And like, <laughs> ultimate fence sitting. Yeah, but it, yeah, embarrassing levels of of fence sitting. I think. Yeah. But I think it's like when I, I, my approach might have been a little bit different. But I, I think for my initial. interpretation of how you pitched it i'm i'm thinking utopia that i think that's what we're ultimately trying to achieve we're trying to create a a a a land a space that is ultimately perfect in every way and appeases everyone and adheres to a a set of rules that as a community we can move forward uh with no uh, tension, animosity, and with full respect to everyone around us. But when you like start, Burning Man. say that again, sorry, like Burning Man, right? I don't, I know. I think the opposite <laughs> of Burning absolutely Man. not, absolutely not. <laughs> From the things I saw this year, oh my no. God. we really need the, the uncensored episode of of your your recounting for this trip. But anyway, um, no. But whenever I start to kind of piece together a what utopia could be i feel i find myself uh <laughs> feeling like i'm i'm the villain of a 90s action movie that the hero is rebelling <laughs> against it's like demolition man or like like stallone is sort of you know rebelling against this utopian society or schwarzenegger from running man or every version of utopia in genre fiction from the beach you know it's a different version but you have this community on the beach that dicaprio you know falls upon but then he starts to unpack, oh, this utopia is not exactly what it's been sold as. But that's what utopia is. It is ultimately what what appears to be perfect. And then it's like, oh, this isn't 
Perfect. And whoever's put this together is sinister and evil and self-serving. And then you kind of feel like you're that person when you're trying to put together a set of rules for people to adhere to. So and I thought, okay, so I suppose the fairest thing to do with that is to come up with a, democ- a democracy, a democratic way for people <laughs> to pick their leader and then to kind of, so I, I looked at that as a constructive way. Let's try that. But then I, you know, I'm, I'm besieged by uh, Donald Trump's far right proclamations in the States and he democratically was elected and this would be Casa de Merza. And I can't have that, you know, I can't trust, you know, politicians and self-serving politicians or uh, people who interpret these messages and say, yeah, that's me. Cause it's like, well, no, 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 I, I can't, I now know, I do, I don't, I, I, my utopia has me removing their ability to pick <laughs> their leaders, which makes listen, me the villain listen, again. <laughs> listen, listeners, if, if you listen really, really carefully, you can actually hear Imran's brain melting. It's, just, just, just listen. This has been my week of trying to piece together a utopian society. So that's literally, that is my, that's all I can contribute to this conversation. I'm, I'm officially signing off. No, the one thing yeah. I do know, the one rule I can say, which I think from conversations we've said before, you guys, this probably won't be any surprise, but it's something I feel incredibly passionate about. But dudes and flip flops, it's just not happening. So, in, in, <laughs> if you're if, you, if you're on a beach, that's fine. But in you know, if you're going to walk down the street in flip flops, that's 24 hours in a holding cell, and that's my utopia. But um, no. <laughs> what about Crocs? Do you? What about Crocs? No, fuck no, fuck no. Crocs, no. Burn, burn. Crocs can die with the old planet Earth. Fuck that. But shit. they no, cover no. the foot, though. I'm not As, too no. mad at the Crocs. Oh no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Okay. They cover the they cover the foot in shit. That's what they do. <laughs> I'd rather see your fucking bunions than whatever the fuck that thing is. That nah, no. What if they wore Crocs with socks? No, absolutely. Not. <laughs> Even they, worse. Death sentence immediately. The shot on sight. Done. But have you seen those shoes? They're, they're like... <laughs> Love this sidebar. They're, they're across between Crocs and, I don't know, uh, flip-flops that are that, in the shape of your feet. So you're basically wearing shoes that look like your feet. Have you seen those? Oh, with, your to- with independent toes and the thing. Yeah, like, like running the toes are things or walking. Things, yeah. yeah, they're a bit weird. They're a bit weird. So I'll take them. I'll take them over Crocs. Yeah. Crocs are just uh, so basically Wellington boots is the only footwear allowed going forward. So we all agree on that. But in, that was my. <laughs> I, I, but my my answer to your question, Dan, is is uh, again, this is a dream like utopian society as opposed to me pitching things for our you know where we currently live in this day and age, but. I think that the, the notion of, uh, it's a concept is my answer, but uh, it, it would be community. And um, I, I think um, I, w- I would, that would be my thing in terms of, it's going to sound net lame, but like one person's problem is everyone's problem. And I don't mean small problems, but I mean like uh, it would be about as a community moving forward t- together 
uh, in ways and even if it's a concept this is going to sound terrible even if it's concept has to be forced onto people in terms of it being no but that sounded awful and i'm very aware that sounds awful but i mean it being compulsory to It's falling apart already. No, no, no. But, well, I, yeah, I think I've I've settled on the dictator role, unfortunately. But it's but the notion of like attending, you know, community based meetings, for example, is a compulsory thing, um, contributing to a a, a society that uh, in ways that impacts everybody. Uh, trying to sort of now I'm a communist, but trying to remove this line of the haves and have nots kind of going forward. It just being something that we as a kind of community, you know, I had this this weird notion of um, like, no matter what your role is in, in this sort of burgeoning society, remedial work, say, so, so like street cleaning, janitorial duties is something that's roted. So whatever your job is, you, it is going to be your turn to do those things at some point for, for a period of time. Do you know what I mean? You have to exactly. You have to care about (laughs) where you are and where you live and the people around you, and that is it's to incorporate things to make everyone care, as opposed to just want to distance themselves from things that they don't feel that bother them or that they're connected to. That's my garbled answer. So I was gonna. I was I was gonna come back with yeah, but what if? Can I just interrupt you? Can can I, such as a, Dan Dan is thinking oh, we should have done about Miss Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dan's loving this because Dan loves uh, loves it when we have these uh, these sticky subjects, mm. you, these spicier subjects. So I know I know what Dan Dan's sitting there rubbing his hands gleefully right now. I know that's what's happening. Um, no, I was gonna I was gonna come back with uh, uh, your uh, utopia. <laughs> uh, with uh, you know, what, what if this person wants to do this, and what if that person is better at this than that person, and what if this, that, and the other? And, you know, like the the problem is, and I'm probably going to end up finishing the whole podcast right now. Um, <laughs> is that the the con the concept of utopia is is a lovely one, but the thing that I always struggle with when trying to you know, think about topics like this is at the end of the day, human human emotion and ego are the are the biggest contributing factors to things like this failing. Mm. Um people's, you know, um drive to be better than the next person or, you know, emotional state with regards to jealousy or the ego in someone to not wanting be want, yeah, not wanting to be told what to do, or you know things like that, and they're all variables that I mean, in, in a lot of cases, a lot of it is learned behaviour from you know your environment, parents, socio-economic status, all those kind of things. Um, but there is, I feel, also an X factor in that as well, where. You know, some people just react a certain way or have uh, a, a, a predisposition to feeling certain types of emotions in a certain way, um, which makes the concept of utopia kind of almost, well, pretty much impossible to achieve because you're going to have all these variables. And the only way you can control those variables is by running a dictatorship and by controlling the people mm-hmm. and forcing them to do certain things, 
And in which case, is that a utopia? Because, you know, is is it... I mean, yes, your society might run 100% completely smoothly. Everyone does all the jobs and does everything on rotation. But you are going to have to force some people and you are going to have to, um, you know, curtail people's freedoms you know people you know there there is a part of humanity where you know we want to create and we want to you know we strive for freedom in inverted commas uh whatever that means i guess um and you know in trying to build this utopian society you are going to have to constrain some people to doing certain things at certain things at certain times, or put putting people in certain roles that they don't want to have to do. Absolutely, yeah. And then that's when that's when your conflict's going to start, and that's when it's all going to fall apart. Um, oh. So basically, the, the only way to make this work is to get rid of the humans <laughs> and just put a load of like I don't know, a bunch of cats or dogs or whatever horses. Oh god, not cats! So actually, send, send all the oh yeah. <laughs> send imrats. Just send imran and all the cats. <laughs> but just yeah. Leave humans on the earth to be destroyed and then just send all the animals to this new planet and let them go and live happy lives and you know they'll 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 work it out. But for, for, I think that's actually that's actually the solution. Well, for for each of you though, if that would not have been your goal in terms of the the concept of utopia, what is your goal in the role of having to lead this forward? If, it, do you know what I mean? Is it to be the just? Yeah. Well, I don't know. If, if if not to create a perfect place where that will require compromise, think, absolutely. But what is your what is the what is the, the the goal that you are striving to achieve? Then I think I think the the main thing would be hope. Well, in my view, again, going back to my initial point, was just trying to take learnings from the past and and giving people as as much information as as is possible so that we don't make the same mistakes again like give them a real clear historical view of all the mistakes that man has made all the good stuff they've done the stuff that we can achieve as well if we cooperate and and work hard together and all of that good stuff um and you know just trying to uh hammer home the fact that humanity can achieve incredible things as long as you don't fuck each other over in trying to do it. I, I think a lot um, of the things is... that I sorry to interrupt, just but just yeah, to, on that specific point, I think a lot of the, the things that I had in my head about or things that I would change are really rooted to the fact that I think a lot of the reason that you know people might say we are as as a society are in the problems that we are is that we were afforded every freedom that we could possibly have wanted and and the problems that we find ourselves in in many ways even from internet usage is from mm. those freedoms being completely abused you mm. know and I, I it gets to the point where it's like well okay you we gave you this and this is what you did with it so now we need to impose rules and regulations you know because uh, this this is the path that we now find ourselves on as a result well, like- all I can say is I feel sorry for it in man's kids. Well, <laughs> they've still never <laughs> seen the television. But no, I think, and I, I agree with you too. And, and this is, this is the crux of the problem, right? It's like, okay, either you, you give humans uh, a free reign to learn and to hopefully be better through learning, or you go, right, you've had your chance this is what we're going to do now. And this is the only way we're going to survive. If you, if you, you have to toe the line. I mean, can humanity learn and get better? Uh, probably not. 
is thing is everything going to end up getting burned down if you try and run a dictatorship and try and keep everyone in a, a focused path? Probably. Either way, we're fucked. That's what I'm saying. Send the animals, leave the humans to get fucked up. Hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So- Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear my thoughts? Yes, please. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm actually a little bit scared now. <laughs> no, so I mean, I think if we if we cast our minds back through history of human beings, now, at some point, everything that happened in terms of, I mean, t- t- some of your points about how we, you know, the the ego and identity and and what we want and what we think we should have and and the kind of perceived you know in, injustice of kind of you know society and and your fellow man or woman but when when we when we kind of started everything was kind of based on i guess land acquisition and 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 then land acquisition where there was uh, certain crops and vegetation to to turn into food, and then there there was acquisition where you could mine oil or gas, and then there was acquisition around places where you could kind of build industry and, and factories. So there's always been these needs, which no matter how how you kind of try and control or facilitate the the need for uh the 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 supply of of food and sustenance that the choice the clothing that everything that becomes industry commercialism and capitalism if you if you took some of that away if if you think okay this this new society the land that's there um you you we pretty much know what we're doing We, we know how to to farm the land, we know how to kind of plant food uh, and create water in, in, in supplies that, at least starting off, isn't going to leave anyone else um, worse off. Everyone can have the the same access to the same food and supplies. And if you think also casting back to um, you know humanity and our beginnings, we've we've always kind of assigned different beliefs, different religions, although most religions seem to come from the same kind of core theories. And a lot of what religion was about was, almost to your point, Imran, community and looking after each other and kind of having some kind of moral structure. Well, if you take the kind of burden of that away and say, okay, well, you don't, in this modern society, in this more secular society, you don't really need a religion to tell you not to kill each other, to tell you not to steal and do all these stupid things. So, if 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 there was any advantage to, and I'm not, I would never call it a utopia, but but starting humanity again, it's like okay, well look, so much of our our wars and battles and and, and constant, you know, infighting is is to do with it's to do with identity, it's to do with religion, it's to do with the fact that. Someone else has something I don't, uh, and I need this, and I can't have that. And and we we seem to spend an inordinate amount of time 
watching things on our phones, on, on television that tells us what we could have if we wanted it, if we had if we had more. We always want more. We're never satisfied with what we've got. There's an opportunity here to say, okay, well, let's not, you know, let, let's all have the same thing. Let's let's not make um, the, the right to have food and clothing is, is no longer something that you that has any monetary value. That just this is sounding it. like some filthy communist talk right now. <laughs> I'm not sure I can stand it. <laughs> Capitalism I mean... works, okay? <laughs> Let's put it out there. Capitalism works. I, I, I do, I do for, think that... For a few people. <laughs> I do. You'd say it works for everyone. It's just it works for a few people. I, I do think it, you're, it's, you're kind of quelling a... a it's sort of a, well, a basic, I'm not a basic, but a, a very specific human desire to achieve. And I think mm. that's a hard thing to stifle. Even, even if the baby, the steps are very, you know, baby sized in, in its goals to achieve more or make a job easier. It's, it's kind of, it's a, that's a very difficult thing to try and stifle. Don't you think? But, but hang on. If you're, you see, the notion of that is that you 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 can still strive to achieve something and to create something, and to 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 push yourself in a position where people take more notice of you. You know, you, you can have almost like the value of kind of influence opinion can be that it just can't be attributed to 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 cost and value and to finance because ultimately, you know, if, if we if money wasn't something that we had to worry about, you know, if you, if you if you literally could obtain the most basic things without any need for kind of money or or you know or or labor, you know, you, it, it's just something, and 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 you're part of the ecosystem that makes that happen. But if you if you strive, you know, what what's to stop you from striving for something just to be just to be known, just to be kind of held up as as an example, and for more people to kind of follow that example. It's just that you're, you're not. Yeah, it is. I mean, and that kind of serves serves the ego part of it because you know, and I, and I know I've spoken about this on, on numerous <clears throat> podcasts about um, the the problem is we have this democratization of of kind of information sharing with the internet. To the point that it it it's somehow democracy has has literally fallen apart because e- each point of narrative and information can be can be completely gamed by by the, all the various data harvesting and all the various kind of propaganda. You know, we've we've learned since the the first and second world wars to kind of you know how to skew opinions how to make people look a certain way uh, in order to get the vote and and people don't it's it's got so bad that people don't you know they they don't go to news sites they don't watch news channels anymore to to get kind of researched fact to get things that in in, in real life mean something because an expert, someone who knows that field, someone who spends all their their days looking into that, whatever that problem, whether it be medical, whether it be you know political, 
these things to the generations, not, not so much us, but to the generations beneath us have no value. They, they will go, those generations will now go to TikTok or Facebook and read something or Twitter or whatever and read something on there and go, okay, that must be fact because it's on, because, because such and such said it. And it's that level of really scary tribalism and complete rejection of, of what do experts know? Why should I believe uh, the, doc- the doctor, the professor, the scientist, the researcher, the, the politician? Why, you know, why should I believe what, what, what they say? Because they must have some agenda that's making me do something I don't want. And I think... If there's anything we, we could learn, it's like, well, how do, we, how do we move away from that? How do we move back to a world where um, that type of, you know, where, where expertise, where actual facts, where actual learned, researched facts have value again? Because at the moment, you know, for me, it, it is essentially, uh, as, as I think, um, I think it was you, Imran, who said about, you know, this type of thing has led to Trump. It's led to list trust. It's led to populism. It's it's led to an enormous right wing swing in countries like Italy and Sweden and Brazil. And you know, it, it, it's getting to the point that it, it's it's dangerous. It could easily wipe us out. Um, and I think if if we were to start again, it's like, well, do we do we get rid of the internet? Do we? You know how how do you stop that 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 through line of thinking that people don't don't need to worry about about fact? It's like um, giving giving a really old school quote. If you if either of you have watched the Time Machine, uh, no. Well, the movie or yeah, the 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 really oh, yes, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah the the, the really. Um, old film. Well, actually, there was a, a Guy Pearce adaptation of it. But mm. in that, I think there's a society of the, um, I think they're called the Eli, the, where there's there's a group of people who just basically do what they want. That, and, and books have just been completely, you know, they've just turned to dust. No one reads, no one learns. They just kind of sit around and eat fruit and do whatever they feel like if someone falls into the in, into a lake and dies that that they, they, they have no you know they, they have no cares in the world and and, and there's the it's the the mordocks or something like that i can't actually remember what they're called but this this dark race of of kind of beastly humans are dragging them and down into their lair and eating them but they just don't care and that and i feel like and and that was you know I mean that that's a book that's God knows how many hundreds hundreds of years old or near enough, and yet that is what society is becoming like. Pe- people aren't gonna you know ten years from now people are gonna stop reading books. People people will will go to Bevin twenty twenty six ha ha on TikTok for their for their local dose of the information that, that they need it. But we, we have a chance, you know, go, going to, you know, starting off a, a new point in human civilization where we can say, okay, well, look, 
Let, let's not do that again because the democratization, the total, uh, I don't know, accessibility of information in this way has just devalued it to the point that no one believes in anything anymore and everyone thinks and everyone literally exists on the, I, I want that and anything that stops me from getting that is wrong or evil. And I know someone who will say, well, I want that as well. So therefore, I agree with you that anything that stops us from getting that is wrong or evil and how dare they tell us what to do. And that's the society that we are, well, I mean, we're not heading into. We're there already. So we have a chance to say, okay, you know, you you don't have to do that. I would almost be tempted to do the opposite of what you said, TJ. I, I probably would almost try and ignore... Uh, a lot of a lot of histories i mean i I do agree with you Uh. that you know we should learn from that but i almost think every everything we bring with us where we say look this is what happened this is what happened this is what shouldn't happen it's like Mm. um trying to use um (laughs) a pop culture reference have you seen uh blackadder's christmas carol yes so in that the um, Ghost of Christmas Past shows him all the evil things that a different version of him did. And the good and the righteous uh, Edmund Blackadder looks at those things and goes, well, hang on, that guy got to do all these amazing, fun, evil things. (laughs) And that looked absolutely amazing. See, you've got to be careful. If if you showed a a, a child, a human being who's never lived on Earth, who's never like experienced or read about all the the bad things we have done in the past and you show them that and they go well yeah i mean okay like i don't know okay ten thousand people died but the guy who was sort of behind that god he had a lot of fun yeah (laughs) that internet looks pretty cool let's do that again (laughs) (laughs) it's so it's the power of the idea isn't it yeah so i get where you're coming from but i i still feel there's an inherent flaw because I, I i agree with everything you said so yeah humanity is on a roller coaster to fucksville um and you know all that good stuff and it would be good the, the the idea of us going somewhere new and starting fresh as it were and even you know cut, completely cut off ties from our history and go right start fresh with bunch of people maybe kids i guess who don't know any better um the inherent problem with that and this goes back to my original point is that because remember all those times back in the past that you were talking about where people just farm the land and they lived off what they you know they survived off what they they grew and they and, and all that kind of stuff all of that stuff is true but the reason why we are where we are today is because there were people that you know, saw uh, people that saw there was a position for the people that established hierarchies. So there were people that managed the land and some that farmed the land and others that, you know, didn't get to do anything at all. And then all of that is basically gone on through time where there are people that run things, there are people that look for power, there are people that look to use people to increase their power, there are people that take advantage of other people, there are people that get trampled upon, all of that good stuff that humans do because humans are humans, basically. And all of that is, or a lot of, most of that is driven 
through our through what Imran said around our um, innate desire to for to strive for more or to want to achieve more, um, which can be a positive thing because it's caused great advances in science and literature, art, you know, all that kind of stuff. But it's also um, used negatively in many ways as well as demonstrated by the number of wars and people establishing religions to justify raping and pillaging countless civilizations and all that other good stuff. So even if you did go to a new planet and wipe the slate clean and said, right, nothing happened beyond Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know why it's <laughs> <a> Tuesday. <laughs> nothing happened prior to this. We're in a new beautiful planet. There's abundance of plants, fruits, um, animals. I don't know. Are people going to be vegans or are they going to be meat? I don't know. <clears throat> so there's a there's a brand new planet. Air's clean. You know, let's start building some towns and yada yada and all that kind of stuff. I can almost guarantee you that we will end up going down a very similar path without some sort of um maybe in Imran's case, constraints to how humanity moves forward. So, you know, things like, sorry to get into a spicy subject, um, birth control, like how do you control population? Because people are going to just fuck each other all the time, right? So they're just going to be having kids left, right and center. And I'm not saying that's inherently a bad thing, but at some point your population is going to get to a breaking point, right? Yeah. Without some sort of controls or without any sort of wars that cause a lot of people to die. Like imagine if, you know, all the wars that we've had over time, the number of people that have died in those wars, if we hadn't had those wars, what would the population of the earth be like right now? That's one thing to consider. I'm not saying war is good. I'm not saying that that it's something I want to happen. But that's also an interesting point. Like they they talk about, you know, one, one of the things about, why people tend to have as many kids as they have or had, especially in, in all cultures. <laughs> well, it, yeah, part, partly that, partly lack of birth control, you know, if you go back hundreds of years. But one of the main points was that... Sorry, when I, sorry, when I, when I said birth control, I didn't, mean, I didn't actually mean birth control, I meant population control. So I'm talking about yeah. like... No, no I, I completely, yeah, yeah. I, I sorry, completely yeah, agree with that. Yeah. But what, what yeah. I'm trying to say is a lot of these things, like... You're you're taking behaviors as read that they will they will happen again. Now I, I agree. You know there, there there is probably to again to Imran's point that that you there is a level level of education and kind of learnings and kind of control that has to be put in place. But it doesn't. Everything's a control. I mean, religion is a control, but we don't. It's been around so long that people don't realize it's a control. Um, Everything about our life is controlled by uh, the government. the The fact that we have to be in, you know, we we be in a house and rent and rent something or mortgage. Every kind of facet of society is a control. We just we just sort of I guess we kind of take it for granted and think, okay, that's that's just how it should be. We we need if if I love someone, I have to sign a certificate to to show the world and have a party and dress in white. These are all things that. Um, you know, they're, they're they're all different aspects of of society that we have inherited that have been put upon us. We we don't have to do that 
this time. I mean, you know, you, you can literally, oh, I don't know. I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's how, I, I think the, the, the more difficult question is, you know, looking at the positive aspects of religion is it does teach people, you know, it, it, it brings community and it teaches people to be good to one another. And I think, For sure. you know, we, we, I talk about secular society like it's a good thing. It is in a way, but I do think that people are losing something, you know, with, with people that don't have, you know, that don't have any kind of religious beliefs. I think some people are, are less likely to kind of pick up, you know, a good moral compass and grounding and be less selfish and be less, you know, quite a lot of negative things. But the the need to have kids, coming back to that, sorry, went, went way off tangent, is used to be doing your duty for your country because a lot of uh, of different societies, you know, right back thousands of years ago, um, was always, we were always getting ki- killing large parts of our society off were getting killed either by you know wars or by viruses and 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 all these things and and i think okay well there is no there's going to be no massive need to 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 be repopulate repopulating this new world because there won't be any wars there's there's not going to be a need to to repopulate you know to have a lot of a larger population to do all the, the the tasks that that quick question other people want because it's it's also this is you know think of this in in, in the future think of this as a point where if we every, every the problem with all all the technology we have is it doesn't scale at the moment that we know mm. we can grow uh, i will come back to you tj sorry yeah, no, no, no. We, we we can grow meat you know we can actually grow meat they they can put there's various processes that can, you know, it's just financially not not viable because, you know, and and it's all these things about space travel. We could probably we would have probably got further in space if we'd actually put our resources and money and finance towards that, but we can't. So it's kind of lifting these constraints and saying, okay, let, let's 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 at least. And I know this is a big caveat, but I, you know, if we if we don't have to worry about food and clothing and water uh, and uh, electricity we we've learned enough from the past that we can you know we can all, all, almost automate all of that that can be done by uh computers it can be done by uh, you know an, an automated industry so just think of it like that you don't have to do that so no one needs to make money to have more in the way of i don't know at, at least food or clothing the basics sorry tj go on no, no. Um, I, my only question was, um, how, um, what was my question? Uh, my question was, how or why won't there be any wars in this new world? Well, that's what we, that that's the, that is the question for the both of you. How do you avoid that? Because you know, I, I kind of loaded it with all this thing about um, war. Wars usually come about because of. Uh, the the notion of either I, the the identity behind being in a country and and a flag and being of a certain nationality and a certain language and a certain religion, this is the opportunity to say, okay, we're not we're not anyone who who is brought up from day zero here doesn't have this. This is 
we don't divide people by by their by their race, by their religion, by their um, by by their country, by their culture, by their identity. And I don't know. I mean, God, this this is utopian talk. It's probably absolute horseshit. It it, it might be something that, that's inherent in our DNA in human nature that we have to do this, that we have to have, we have to strive for identity. But if there is a chance that, that we could do that, we could go somewhere and say, okay, look, this is this, this world is us. No one, you know, we, we don't divide ourselves by our differences and we don't divide, you know, outlaw religion. And I know, God, I mean, how would you do that? I have no idea. But if you, if you literally said, okay, we're not, we're not going to follow religion and there's no access to the internet on earth and, and the history. So, so no, but no one knows there was a God. No one knows, you know, that there's different forms of religion. Again, this is all pie in the sky thinking and thought because God knows how you would control that when you've got people coming to and from um, earth, how, how on earth do you stop people finding out about religion and war and how do, how do you stop that but but these are the things you know me personally I, I would be trying to like to say okay what are the what are the things that what are the prime driving factors that cause conflict and how do we remove them and yeah for sure i don't I'm, I'm like the first two things i thought of were capitalism and religion like and uh, i actually sent this to, to my friend and she said exactly the same thing and i was i was like you know those are kind of the easy targets when it comes to hey what could fix everything in the world but i think it goes way deeper than that but uh Imran, you've been quiet for a while. I know, I've been waiting to jump in. You're plotting your dictatorship. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to mess up the flow a little bit. There's just a few things that were sort of said a couple minutes ago. I just want to quickly jump on. But uh, Dan, a lot of what you're sort of the underlying point about maybe drawing a line from events that happened before um, and sort of not letting those be cautionary tales, because I think that that's what they would be. I, I do think man is destined to recreate their own mistakes i i think there's potentially a shot maybe it would be encouragement uh, in a way if they like wow we can do this we could do this and i do understand the the point about drawing a line but i i do think it would take it would take a longer time obviously how many thousands of years it's taken us to get to this point so i i but i do think that there, there's 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 worth there's there's merit in cautionary tales even from greek mythological uh tales of icarus don't fly too close to the sun that's that is a tale that is a lesson to learn in its own way um and i i don't you know you talked about say the rise of or or what could contribute to the rise of say a far right movement in today's society and you know i I do think that the internet played a, a huge part in that for many aspects but again this isn't the first far right instances that we've had we you know hitler didn't need the internet to to achieve what he did mussolini didn't need the internet you know or or that kind of groundswell to to achieve what he did it's it's man destined to to recreate their own errors their their mistakes their successes um and i i think to to draw that line i still think you would put people not you but i still think the 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 path for greater 
achievement for the, to, to look at things differently, to, to go for more. I still think we would find ourselves in that same position, be it probably hundreds of years. Well, we, we would be starting from a greater technological advancement. So it probably wouldn't be, it wouldn't be hundreds of years in any way, shape or form. Um, but, you know, another point about, oh gosh, is it gone? Uh, religion, you know, religion to bring it more, what we were just talking about. I, I think that's fascinating because we can't discuss religion like it is a overly constructed Western concept. You could, every part of the world, every single part of the world, be it a remote village on the other side, you know, which have, with no access to technology uh, in any way, shape or form, they form their own faith, whether they worship the tree, whether they worship the sun. It's like like the Egyptians, they re- they worship the sun, Ra. And that was the, you know, it's, it, it, again, it's another inherent uh, uh, um, a desire for, for humans to find meaning in something, yeah. to find meaning in their lives. And whoa, to whoa, out- whoa. Hang no, on, hang no, on. I will not hang on. You will not worry <laughs> me. No, go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. But you, you have to at least meet me halfway in that a lot of that is you're, you're talking about, okay, let's start again. Religion, all religion that we know uh, of, I mean, apart from, okay, maybe Scientology uh, and a few kind of... I think we're, all, we're all of the same opinion of Scientology for some reason. Well, yeah, I would, I would hope so. But, wait, oh, wait, um, uh, wait, are we? Are we? Oh, oh, Just oh, checking. We've got to get awkward in there. <laughs> uh, apart from there's there's a few cult cults of which TJ is a member. Um, there's a few cults and a few kind of weird modern um, kind of religions. So let, let's just ignore those for a second. But if you go to every kind of core religion and core belief, that starts off in in in, in a past where that where the the level of um, society and civilization is, is, is minimal it's almost like a point of, of of ignorance you know someone someone back then if they if they saw a shooting star would 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 think that was you know yeah, probably yeah. Uh, you know something cast down by god so i think like at least science has caught up to the point that some of what we we think of as religion can be perhaps justified by science now i'm not i think you're absolutely right on on the need to kind of justify our existence and find meaning in our lives but i'm pretty sure that if someone who had okay so so they've got access to all the, the the kind of books and teachings and learnings and histories and and they're educated without any kind of you know, burden to around the the kind of I don't know. I guess kind of a lot of what what kids today. Most most kids kind of kind of go to schools where um, you know some families don't have that uh, really religious factor. But I think a lot of them, a lot of a lot of a lot of kids and a lot of families and a lot of different cultures and parts of society they do it because it's the thing that's always been done and it's like it it, it's a tradition and i'm like this would be almost like cutting off a tradition because there would be no traditions it would be like okay 
you know, you, you make your own way, you, you make your own decisions. Um, it would be, I mean, the, the, the best scientific experiment that would come out of this would be like, okay, if you get a group of people who they have access to, 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 to the very best that, that kind of science and, and, and human progress and evolution has to offer, like everything from a technological standpoint that, that, that's there to tell them and explain everything that how the world was created and how humans evolved, etc. If they had access to that and everything around that, would they then still at some point come together in you know in ever in ever larger groups to discuss oh well what happens when i die is you know what happens and that what, would what be is... the one thing science couldn't answer and i think yeah. that you you get that notion of i still think that the question I, you're absolutely right you, it's a perfect point if i you know to be honest about the initial question about our place in the universe didn't have science as a backing so now anyone that would it would and that would be the question where people would say no matter what you know about life in any capacity you, everyone would still reach that point where you say wow who, why am i here who, who am i what's my place in this universe and it just takes the, the rise of these without you know the religious grounding of thousands of hundreds of thousands of years that we currently have it takes it you introduce all new manners of of capabilities of answering that question you know, and that's that's when you get the rise of of, of of very bizarre cults that are going to try to answer that question in very fragmented and and bizarre ways. But again, I still think it will tap in. And and you know, like you said, that we can separate cults from the conversation, but you can't because it still taps in to a person's inherent need to find their place within the world that they live in, the universe that they live in. And, and to answer the question of who they are. And so you can't disregard cults in that capacity because it still provides them that answer. And it would still, okay. that's going forward, that would still be the thing. I maybe. Think, I think. Well, maybe. But you could also say if, again, this is when, when, when you're taking away this, this conflicting, you know, these thousands of streams of kind of conflicting and self-serving information. You're not going to have that. The internet's not, Let's just say, for example, the internet's not in this world, sure. and there, yeah. there is a control over what is there. And if science is the religion, um, and let, let's say, I don't know, this could be, I think I, I pitched it as you know, 10, 15 years in the future. It could be 50 years in the future. It could be 100 years. But it, it could be at the point where science has kind of figured out what happens when we science die. Science could never answer that question. Of who you really? are, why me? Why that's that's what religion does that science never could. God loves you. That's the message of religion. God loves you. Okay, I, I is, can answer and, and it. Science can answer can't it. ever answer that. Go go go. I can answer it. Go on. Okay. Well, you've heard the theory that time isn't linear. That only humanity sees, uh, experiences time in a linear beginning, beginning to end format. So therefore, time exists, and you must have. This isn't a new theory. I'm not throwing something really weird out. Time exists all at once, and if time exists all at once, then we're never, in theory, we never die because there's always one version of us that exists at any given time. Discuss. Mic drop. <laughs> 
don't think that answers anything. <laughs> you want to be and cult leader. How, and that's how the First World War on the new planet started. <laughs> With the words Mike could drop. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that would be so good. Wouldn't you just love love a president to do that? But yeah, I mean, I think I think think the problem the problem with religion, apart from all all the millions of other problems, is I think casting a wide net and saying let's get rid of religion is it just it it feels like a bit of a pointless exercise because uh, i mean to imran's point like you can tell and say right all religions banned but at some point cuz bearing in mind okay i'm i'm just thinking practically and logistically now you start off on this planet say the planet's the equivalent size of the planet earth people are going to explore they're going to move around they're going to you know go off into their own individual little areas they're not going to just stay in one place the whole time they're going to, you know, go and live on an island somewhere or they're going to, you know, they're going to move out well, and migrate and, and populate. When, the, I, when the I did planet. pitch this, when I did pitch this, I did say that there would only be one area that's habitable currently. Oh, shit. Well, that's that's even worse because at <laughs> what point do you start bringing in population control? Because there's only going to be a limited amount of space for them to live on, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You, you would and how goes to- World War One. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, so all right, so and and this is why this is a fascinating topic, and it's it's, it's an incredible uh, discussion to have. But no, like, no matter which way either of us slice it, Imran dictatorship, my you know <laughs> learning from history bullshit, like Dan's whatever bullshit you communist, dirty like, communist, utopia society. No matter which way we slice it, there's a counter argument or a reason why that wouldn't work or why potentially it would fall apart. And to me, again, I'll say it till the cows come home. To me, the inherent problem lies with the human spirit. Not Well, well, yeah, the problem with it all is the human spirit and and, uh, human ego and emotion that, that drives us to do the things that we do, both good and bad. And the fact that there's no real way to control it without causing further conflict down the line so no matter what what way we slice it whether you bring people in and you control them or you let people run free and work out for themselves or you enforce some sort of you know um totalitarian society whatever whatever way you do it there's going to be some form of whether it's rebellion uh people taking advantage of things purely from humans Basically, people got a people. People are just going to do what the fuck they want, and they're going to fuck it up in some way, shape, or form. Eventually, at some somehow, like it's, it's. I, the, I think the sad notion, it, the, the sad reality is that at some point, we're going to fuck it up. So, okay. <laughs> do you know what? That, 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 do you know what? I I feel like. I feel like that's what we've concluded. There's like, what's the sun, the, the, the sun Z quote, um, the nature of man is evil. What is good in him is artificial. And it's like, oh, wow. uh, yeah, I feel like oh. I'm, I'm wow. petrified that that's what our conclusion of this. Well, right, let, pretty much. Let's go a bit lighter with this. Let's go a bit lighter. Let's, let's go to the gene, the gene Roddenberry. Uh, Rue, and let's go to Star Trek, where okay. Star Trek. If if you think about how 
human societies depicted in Star Trek. It's pretty much, um, well, well, at, at least from a point of view of war and conflict and capitalism is all gone. And the, the reason behind that, the one single reason that if you watch any Star Trek show or read any Star Trek book, they attack like killing aliens instead. <laughs> well, we'll come to that. We'll come to that. But the, the one reason human society is no longer destroying itself is because they have worked out a way to create matter in, in any form that they choose. So the society is semi-perfect in Star Trek because they can replicate anything out of nothing so when it comes to food when it comes to resources when it comes to any kind of single thing so there's no need for anyone anyone to want for anything you can have whatever you want exactly exactly Mm -hmm. and i know that they then turn this you know the the inference is that they then they then turn their attention not on conquering each other not on you know humans material gain you focus on on exploration and knowledge yeah yeah okay exactly now i'm not saying i agree that that is how (laughs) how reality would would follow if we did if we did work away work out a way of instantly uh you know removing starvation no no one goes without um even from a population point of view, they don't have to. I guess they don't have to control their population. Um, mm. You know, if if you take the point of the whole terraforming thing, then they can they can take hostile environments and uh, and and make them livable. So so yeah, it, it, I don't know. I'm just trying to like lighten the mood it's, a little bit here. <laughs> it's a it's a. I, I find that a really fascinating concept. Like if we took away um, our our necessity for uh for survival so like you say you know if we didn't have to worry about food we could just have whatever we wanted or if you didn't have to worry about resources you didn't have to worry about accommodation because we could just replicate whatever we wanted so if you took away all those things that um the human spirit um needs to survive where does our energy go and uh, and to your point does it then lead us into that utopian place where, okay, we just focus on exploration or, you know, gaining further knowledge of ourselves and of the universe and science and all of that, all of that good stuff. Maybe it does. Hopefully it would do. I doubt it, but hopefully it would do. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a hard one to know because I, I think it feels like they've, a lot of the technology in um, Star Trek, although it is science fiction, there is a fair basis. Sorry, yeah, basis in fact and actual. Yeah. You know, fundamentally, you know, they they think that at some point some of these um, technology could become real. Um, Probably not in our lifetimes, and probably not for thousands of years. I think, but it it feels like there is a possibility, you know, that there is a hope there. But I don't know. I mean, okay, so you know, the the 
the pursuit of knowledge and science and and kind of exploration of the universe that always to me if you if you if you watch star trek and we we shouldn't really go down a massive uh rabbit hole on on star trek but that you know it there are still populations on all the various different colonies and planets um so what are they doing you know how do how how is um humanity living on earth are they happy are they we never really see any of that because it's all focused on them you it's know it's a war it's, it's it's all in the wars it's or war everywhere that's why i never show earth because it's just constant war <laughs> but but yeah we don't know that if the energy you talk about the the inherent kind of almost like dna and coding of of humanity you know if it if you take away okay we don't need anything anymore but what where is that energy going does that how does that manifest? Because I think the, the thing about uh, the interesting thing about Star Trek is it's not a, a socialist utopia. There's the structure, the the people that have kind of more skills and knowledge are still the people that are given um, kind hmm. of more positions Funny of that. power. It, there is a lot of you know social Darwinism in it. You know, it is it is about it is you could say it's unfair because. It, it then comes down to, you know, it, it's not a factor that you're you're not born into a, a house or a family that has that has the money. It's not. It's obviously not based on that anymore. So you can't, you know, you can't be a royal and have and, and be born with millions. But ultimately, your your DNA and and you know what what whatever leads you to 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 be born, you know, inherently a clever person is then going to put you. In, in a kind of specific part of society. Now, I don't know. Is that right? You know, is that is it? it are the the great and the good? You know, the clever, not the great and the good. The clever. You know, is is that kind of level of social Darwinism how society that should work? People who are naturally, you know, intelligent for whatever reason and, and able to learn and do things, as long as it's for the betterment of. The overall cause—they're not—they're not trying to gain anything for themselves apart from, I don't know, notoriety for for doing good things. Is that how society could work? So what I don't get about Star Trek—I mean, I've not read any of the books or anything like that. So I'm sure the wider universe has been spoken about. Maybe I guess, but like every everything I've seen of Star Trek has just been through the TV shows, and the the, the only thing they ever show in a TV show, obviously, because that's how the TV show works, is everything is uh, shone through the lens of uh, Starfleet. So seemingly, everyone tries to work at Starfleet, which doesn't make any sense because the population, not the whole entire population of the Earth can't work for one Starfleet organisation. But like a lot of people obviously strive to go for Starfleet. But what happens to the other... 99.9% of the population like <laughs> yeah what, what are they what are they doing what is what how does that hierarchy work again to your point you know if um we're able to create anything that we want like where do all their energies go like do they just sit around and watch tv or do they <laughs> you know push netflix and binge watch everything like it's <laughs> it's, it's 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 easy to kind of Look at the that Starfleet, like that Starfleet model of yeah, I want to go join Starfleet, and I want to you know all my energy is going to go into exploration and engineering and science and you know all that kind of stuff. 
but what does the rest of the pop what if you if you're bound for Starfleet, you know, do you play football? Are there, are there sports? Are there is there politics? Is there you know all of that stuff? So there's a lot of unanswered questions around that sort of stuff, and, and probably rightly slow because I don't know. I don't really think there's an easy answer to to uh, explain what would the human race do if they didn't have to do anything to survive. So maybe, I this, think, maybe this is like a mad population crisis and everyone's just having babies because they ain't got nothing else to do. Well, this is what I think the three of us should do. We should pitch. Hang on, hang on. There's your mic drop. I, I, think, if, babies? No, I think if the three of us tried that, it probably would, wouldn't wouldn't work, would it? Well, we but, don't know uh, until anyway. we try, but we would have to. <laughs> well, yeah, we'd have to take notes. So we'd have Do to I have to explain the birds and the bees to you, or like what, what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so what I was going to say is, we could pitch like a Star Trek themed sitcom to the networks, where basically <laughs> on Earth, following a, a typical, I don't know what is it, what is it, twenty third century? I can't. 24th century, I, can't, I don't know what century they're on because it depends on what what uh, Star Trek uh, series, I guess, you're watching. But yeah, uh, the, a, a future family. And we could just uh, like, you know, meet meet the, the Stemsons and uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> following the day-to-day life of someone on Earth who lives in that society. Because yeah, they it don't... Just, it would just... They it would just be an episode it. of Futurama. It would just be an episode of Futurama. <laughs> it's already been done. We, we, we missed the boat on that one, man. Sorry. <laughs> but Futurama's, you know, I mean, I think that's like, that's definitely not a utopian society, is it? It's, it's always seems mm-hmm. a bit bit fucked up, to be honest. I'm very <laughs> And that's what happens on Earth. If you're not in Starfleet, it's all fucked up. That's what I'm telling you. Futurama already did it. <laughs> it's been done. It could, it could genuinely be that. Um, Imran, coming back to you one last time, do you have anything to add before we uh, wrap up? Uh, listeners, you know, and I know that you know, Dan and Teej have attempted to lighten the mood with talk of Star Trek and space travel. But don't forget the conclusion that we reached, that all man is evil. <laughs> let's, not, <laughs> let's not look past that inherent conclusion that we all three drew with our respective (laughs) visions of a utopian society that is doomed at the outset in three different ways (laughs) i mean that's that's it's bleak but you know it's pretty bleak yes that's yeah i also love the fact when i pitched this this episode i i never once mentioned the word utopia and yet that's where both of you went but no, isn't so that? That's, it's a broad that's, term. It, but it's inferred, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that you're no. you're trying to. <laughs> no, not is at it, all. isn't it? Is it not? Just though? better. Is it? I, I said, just not? just be better. We can we we can be better and not be perfect. I think I, I always have a problem with perfection because perfection means something completely different to anyone else, and no one's utopia. Oh, yeah. Utopia is an individual thing. No one, no one's utopia sure. is the same as the, the next person's. So I think that's the problem. And to quote Agent Smith, and actually, no, I can't quote Agent Smith. I can't remember what he said. <laughs> but there was that long, <laughs> long speech <laughs> where he said, "Quote ever." That is brilliant. 
amazing. Well, That's I, very, I yeah. knew I knew I didn't have the quote. I just sort of didn't use it. But, um, yeah, he, but to he, be, to he be fair though, to be, humanity rejects to be fair, utopia. Go well, on, yeah, true. And to be fair, I um, I didn't mean, I didn't say utopia in my uh, piece, and Imran hinted hinted at it, but then quickly realised that it wasn't that wasn't what he was go- he wasn't able to achieve. So the, it got mentioned, but I don't think either of us. I think very quickly, both of us realised it's not something like mm. utopia isn't. It's not a thing, right? It's it's not a thing. It can never be a thing as long as humans are involved. My 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 <laughs> take on it is as long as humans are involved, utopia is never ever going to be a fucking thing. And we're back Just to the, the conclusion like, of send the, send the animals over, let them live their best life, and they and they'll be perfectly happy without us. Yeah, they'll probably <laughs> eat and kill each other. <laughs> Yeah, a lot less than we would, though. Yeah, depending on their religious beliefs as well. Well, yeah, good point. <laughs> See, yeah, that's the thing. Animals don't have religion. Mm. Or, um, <laughs> you know, capitalism. <laughs> they just eat and kill to survive and fuck. That's <laughs> basically all they need to do to be happy. But humans can't do that shit. Well, exactly. unless they're in a, in a desert with the, uh, what are they called? <laughs> the, death, the Death Guild? Yeah, but anyway... I, and several buckets uh, of water between them, yeah. I am saying nothing <laughs> on that side. Oh, I, I hope your your good lady wife doesn't listen to this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do any of our good Ray- ladies spouses or partners listen to this? <laughs> no. Not, not the one not the one not the ones of common sense. So. <laughs> Right. Well, uh, yeah. I think uh, on that <laughs> on that rather strange note, um, thank you to everyone who listened. We will be back again with um, something probably less philosophical uh, and more about just obvious pop culture because we can't we can't handle this shit, man. I can't do this again. Let's go back to wrestling. Yeah. Or She Hulk. (laughs) Next on Close Encounters of the Nerdkind podcast, She Hulk parts one, two, three, (laughs) four, five, six, seven, and eight. Disgust. Good night, everybody. Bye. Goodbye.